Hey everybody, welcome to Living in Control. I'm Amiza Abraham. And I'm Riza Abraham. In this episode, we are going to continue to talk about contentment, your ability to live a happy life with no regrets. This is one of the three cornerstones in the In Control model of Reza's upcoming book. Let's find out more about it and what are the practices or techniques we can learn to improve our happiness. So stick around. In the previous episode, we spoke about what contentment means in the In Control model and several practices, tips and techniques to live a happy life. Among those techniques are, number one, identify what are the things that's within your control. Number two, recognizing what gives you pleasure, your passion and purpose in life. Number three, knowing what your happiness reminders are. And number four, finding where is your happy place. So Reza, Let's continue to share more tips and techniques for all of us to work on building a happy life, shall we? Yep. Yeah. Other than the four tips or techniques you mentioned in the last episode, what um what else can we do to be happy with what we do? Yeah, the next things that uh it is really really helpful in terms of living a content life is love what to do. Mm-hmm. and love who you do it with and love who you do it for. Mm. There is an old saying that how we spend our days, of course, is how we spend our lives. Mm-hmm. An average adult will spend approximately like one third of their life at work. Mm-hmm. So that is a very significant number and that impacts a huge portion of our happiness equation. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned in our first uh, episode, we talk about like my family life. You know, my dad was a banker while my mom was a teacher. Mm-hmm. So they worked their entire life in the same career and they have truly inspired me to work hard and be passionate about what am I doing and both have dedicated their life Mm -hmm. to be great human beings Mm -hmm. and helping others and making the world a better place to live for everyone in their own way, yeah? But one thing that I have learned from them, besides loving what we do and making sure we are very passionate about what we are spending our time at, is the fact that loving what you do is not enough. Mm -hmm. Yes, being occupied with something that we love will make us really happy, but Mm -hmm. our happiness often gets influenced by two other factors. And what are are they? Which they are like who we are doing the work with Mm -hmm. and who we are doing the work for. Mm -hmm. Think about it. See, most of our unhappiness is often caused not by the work demands, but by the companions at work that we have. It, it could be, you know, our peers, our supervisors, management, or any stakeholders that we are engaged with. Yeah. They are the one who give life to our work and make it more interesting, or at the same time, they can ruin it. Yeah. You know, and I always say we need to pay more attention, not to what the work requires us to do, mm-hmm. but we need to be attentive of the happiness level we are experiencing with our circle, and also what often causes this unhappiness and uneasiness 
is not so much about what they do to us or tell us. It's about how we receive or perceive that. Yeah. So I think that's why people often say, I love you for the way you make me feel. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so you see, we are in control of yeah. how we receive and perceive everything we experience and mm. how we react to it. That's why the, the, we, we hear this quote that's saying that life is like 10% what happens to you mm -hmm. and 90% is how you react to it. So mm. the way to do it, the first things that I've found is that do not compare yourself with others. Mm. You see, 21st century, unfortunately, brought by itself a present called social media. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so where people can openly share about their life stories, their career, the events that they take place to them. So, but often we find it as a place where 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 lives uh, our, our life get compared. Yeah. And yeah. the truth not necessarily exists. Yeah. There are tons of fake stories being shared daily by people. Mm -hmm. People simply snap a picture and portray a happy life full of joy and fun, mm -hmm. but the reality is Far from that, what, what is exactly being shared. Yeah. They, 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 they hold back the ugly truth about their life to just protect their image. Yeah. So yeah. the sad part is this pretension causes others to start comparing their life with those photos and thinking, oh man, my life sucks. You know, so this mm -hmm. phenomena, which some studies call it as social media depression, yeah. is causing a major division, unhappiness, hate, and loneliness mm -hmm. among people and creates a domino effect of people hurting one another, you know, mm. sometimes without even them noticing it. Yeah, although, and then there's like um, cyberbullying and all. Correct, correct. Then, yeah. yeah. So although, although the grass is greener on the other side, but mm -hmm. it still needs to be mowed, right? Yeah, that's so true. The motivation for some people to post photographs and videos is just to get rid of their suffering that mm -hmm. they face in their untold personal life and just cover it up for their own difficulties and challenges. Mm. So the fact here is that we are trying to fight against the true nature of the human being mm -hmm. who has countless of emotions and spiritual, moral, and physical shortcomings. So there is no perfect human being out there. And we all are full of strength and weaknesses. So ignoring the fact will bring us to comparison, mm -hmm. you know, which this is what Mark Twain defines as comparison, in fact, is the death of joy. You know? So what about, you know, comparison for goodwill? Okay, see, comparison to be inspired for goodwill and mm -hmm. growth yeah. is a good, is a great thing. Yeah. It can be used as a tool um, to, to motivate you to grow higher. Yeah. But this is actually, this, this requires a laser-focused eyes with a strong moral value and logical reasoning to differentiate between the truth and the whole truth, as people only display a part of the truth. That's mm. not the whole truth. Yeah. So, in fact, weaknesses are often being kept unseen. Mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. don't talk about their, their, their problems, their weaknesses, you know? Mm -hmm. it, and, and it brings us to this conclusion that we can't change the world, the whole world, as we are just in the start of the social media era. Mm. 
mm-hmm. and more and more fixed stuff will be displayed day by day. Mm-hmm. But what we can restart is how we see the world. So what sort of um, actions can we take to stay in tune with reality? There are, there are, f- uh, there are a few I found very useful, and mm-hmm. I also mentioned it in the book. It's like, yeah. for example, reminding ourselves and our inner circle, like mm-hmm. our family, our friends, that what we see in the social media mm-hmm. is not the, the whole truth. As our inner circle is also capable of bringing that tension to us by just sharing with us. Mm-hmm. Or another one is that do not compare yourself or your own family members with others, especially when it comes to, to the children. You know, yeah. <laughs> these, these innocent beings will not know any better. Yeah. And we are the one actually who, who teach them. Yeah. So, or another one is that um, just make the best use of your own strength. Mm-hmm. We have a strength that others might not have, and they have a strength that we don't have. So it means we are simply different. We are not Mm -hmm. supposed to be even the same. Mm -hmm. And also another one is like, try to look for the good in everything you do. You Mm -hmm. see, behind every success, there is always a hardworking person. Mm -hmm. We can learn and acknowledge that rather than just envying like one another. Mm -hmm. Or the last one I can think of right now is that just be responsible. See, what's the most important point is that is, is the fact that we must stay responsible for what we are contributing to this world. Mm. We, we can't and don't have to change and judge everybody else around us. Mm-hmm. All we need to know is that our action has a consequences in this world. And we have to just be in control of ourselves to be good and just do good. Yeah. So speaking of um, love what you do, uh, just now you say uh, love what you do, love who you do it with and for. Mm-hmm. I remember the time when I was involved in talent management um, and I, I, I worked with a lot of high potential talents. And one thing that I noticed um, is that some of them love what they do. Mm-hmm. But they struggle with loving who they are doing it with. Mm. And the most common complaint um, was that um, they say, my boss is very critical of the way I do things or I don't have that freedom or being empowered. Mm. But when I checked with their bosses, right, they had, they had a very good intention. Yeah. right? So it was just the way it was being delivered to mm. Uh, to them and how the talent perceived them, yeah. right? So what is your thought on that? You see, delivering a feedback is always being one of the toughest job in the world. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Whether it's your spouse, your partner, your boss, your mm-hmm. subordinate. I, I know people, highly successful executive, mm-hmm. highly successful leaders, you know, mm-hmm. who told me that I rather fire someone than mm-hmm. provide the feedback. Oh, okay. It's uh, that's that's you see, feedback by itself is a huge topic mm-hmm. and it's a part of a crucial conversation. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't deliver in a professional way, it can easily turn into uh, either an explosion of emotion or mm-hmm. silence or even violence. Mm. But what I found it is in, in studying about contentment mm-hmm. is 
recognizing the challenge and the feedback by itself, it's a very positive thing. There are some people in our life that often love to challenge us to do more, be more, uh, deliver more. So these demands at some point bring us unhappiness. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a sense of not being good enough. Mm-hmm. Or I have heard that people say that, yeah, I know the feedback is good, but it lower my self-esteem. Yeah. It could be a supervisor who always asks us to think like outside of the box, you know, or a mm. colleague who constantly picks up on our quality of delivery, you know, or even it could be a customer who constantly provides us feedback. So I would not be where I am today if it wasn't because of those people who challenged me to be better. Mm. In fact, we should be worried when the people around us stop caring about us and provide us like honest feedback. Yeah. If, if people won't, uh, won't provide you any negative feedback, you see, it might sound like make us happier for a moment because you're not receiving any bad news, right? Mm-hmm. But... It does not help our growth. So I often said it takes a mature person to be happy with getting uncomfortable. If that challenge is meant to make you a better person, just receive it with a smile on your face, Mm -hmm. a happy heart, because that means that person who is giving you the feedback loves you. Yeah. So since we are in the topic of feedback, Mm -hmm. right? May I ask you a few quick tips um, that you can share with our listeners on giving negative feedbacks? I think most people struggle in this area, especially leaders or peers. Even I myself, I don't know how to give a negative feedback without, you know, making the other person feel um, lesser. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you see, the, the yes, there are there are, there are a few tips that I can share quickly with our audience here. Mm. Uh, first thing first is that any constructive feedback which mm-hmm. designed for development or improvement, mm-hmm. it must always done in private, mm. one on one, and not in front of the others. Mm-hmm. You know, the the second things you should always remember is that before you provide a feedback, you should always ask whether you can provide the feedback to them or not. Like. May I share with you some feedback? Mm-hmm. The, the third thing is that um, always say it by using the word I, then we. Why? Uh, because because uh, that makes people very defensive. Like instead of saying like, like, I have noticed you have not been listening while you're attending the meeting or saying, we notice that you have not listening to the meeting. So when you use the word we, mm-hmm. you you uh you change the balance and how the way people receive it. So we're always much more comfortable when we receive a feedback as somebody tell us I. And even if people ask you back, like, is that what you think? Or it's like everybody think the same. Say, no, I'm just sharing my own personal perspective. Uh, so rather than, you know, like... Uh, you- Instead of like saying grouping, grouping, so then, oh, everyone don't like me. Instead of like, okay, it's you. It's just my perspective. Okay, okay. Correct, yeah. The the, the four things is that never make any assumptions when you provide a feedback. Mm -hmm. So it needs to be very factual based on something that happened in a specific time, location, Mm -hmm. and uh, with the presence of certain people, right? Mm -hmm. And the next one is that 
always provide the feedback by giving a very clear explanation on what exactly happened on that situation, mm -hmm. what kind of behavior you observe from that person, and how does it make you feel or what kind of impact it has on yourself, on me, and the team, or even it could be on, on, on organization. Mm, yeah, thanks, Reza. Um, what about those people that seeing comparison as a competitive advantage, mm. right? Um, like you are comparing yourself with others because you want to get better, Correct. which sometimes I do this to myself too. <laughs> yeah. So you see, we, we only need to compete with ourselves, only okay. with ourselves. So life mm -hmm. is a race for mm -hmm. progress with only one player, and that's you. Mm. So we can be wise to compete with our yesterday's self mm. and just go to work to get better. And we can constantly choose to compete with others following their metrics. What so does you see, that mean? It means that instead of like just uh, comparing yourself with other people, mm -hmm, because... Mm -hmm. They, they are following different metrics. They have different uh, strengths and weaknesses. So mm. rather than doing that, yeah. you just compare it with yourself yesterday. Okay. So am I getting better compared to who I was yesterday, last mm -hmm. week, last month, last year? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. don't, don't try to uh, follow other person's metrics. So basically, the other person can sort of like be your uh, inspiration, mm, yeah. right? Um, but then... Uh, compare it to your yesterday correct, self. Correct. So like if that person is really good at something, yeah. you say, oh, I, I inspire to be good at it, mm. but um, not to sort of like, oh, how can I be like that person correct, instead correct. of like yeah. um, whether whether or not I can do it yesterday mm. compare it to today. Exactly, exactly. Right? Because none of us was born with the same specs. <laughs> you see, it's it's like a uh, like an F one car. Mm -hmm. You know, it's designed to race in the circuit. Yeah, and an MPV is designed for a family comfort. And an MPV would never compete with an F one car in the circuit. Yeah, and an F one car would never hit the normal road. Yeah. So human yeah. beings, in the same way, we are designed for different purposes. Mm -hmm. And it sounds really, really foolish to try to put them into competition. But how about those athletes then um, that are competing all the time? Yeah, but even even if the, uh, the at athletic competition, if it makes you unhappy, is crazy. Mm -hmm. If it inspires you, like what you said, to get better, to go for it, then, then go for it. But mm -hmm. if it's not, it makes you unhappy, then rather you just focus on yourself and get better every day. Yeah, but I think like recently when we watched this um, Olympic, right? Mm. I think... Uh, instead of like just crossing the line who is crossing the line first, mm. I think most of these athletes are actually trying to uh, be better at their own personal correct. timing. Correct, correct. Right? So yeah. instead of like, okay, I need to reach the, the, the uh, what we call this, uh, the, the finish line first, mm. uh, I want to make sure that, you know, I think most of them, even in the, um, in the interview, post-event uh, interview, they're like saying, I'm very happy that I actually improve on my personal time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because so. the you can you can look at the the other athlete. You mm -hmm. can check what is their timing. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, when you want to grow, mm -hmm. you are comparing yourself with who you are right now, mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. just keep on trying to like reduce it for one second, one second, one second until you reach that target. Yeah. 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 yeah that's true. So, any final thoughts on happiness? 
Yeah, so the last things that I really, really want to share, it's about practicing what we call it as gratitude. Mm. You see, we all have something in our life that we can be happy for. Gratitude is a simple act of appreciation towards what we have right now, you know? Mm. While we always want to stay competitive and grow higher all the time, we should never lose sight on what we have right now. Otherwise we will stop enjoying the journey. So every morning when we wake up, we receive a gift. It's called today. Mm. And we must be very grateful for that. Mm. If we have a healthy body, we must be very grateful for that. As Mm -hmm. we know many who have been born with some uh, medical condition or disabilities, you know. So if, if we have the supportive parents and family members in our life, We just must be thankful for that. I know many who never had a great support growing up and lived in a very uh, dysfunctional family. And I see people sometimes even so funny that complaining about their kids Mm. and how hard it is to manage them. And we know how many people out there who are willing to give everything they have to just have one child on their own. So we must be very thankful for that. You know, they're a gift to us. Mm -hmm. There are hundreds of things that we can be simply grateful for. And we only notice them when we meet people who are struggling in those areas. So gratitude is one of the biggest source of contentment. And uh, not only that, Mm -hmm. but it also has a numerous benefits to our mental, emotional, physical and spiritual health. Yeah, so you mentioned just now um, we receive a gift called today. Yeah. It reminds me of this um, quote from Kung Fu Panda by Master mm. Ugwe. He <laughs> said, Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. And that's why they are called, um, and that's why they call it the present. Yeah, correct. Right? So I think that's a very, uh, what we call this, good, good, good advice about um you know how to be happy but um following to following through this uh this this uh topic right um how can we bring gratitude into our life Mm. uh exercising gratitude in the gym (laughs) (laughs) no uh you see like for example uh some of those gratitude exercises is like uh simply stop complaining just mm-hmm. be thankful for the opportunities that you have received. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. They, there is this, this quote that they say that the more you complain, the more you remain at the same level. Mm. So instead of complaining, you just praise and you're going to raise. Mm. Right. Or, or visiting and uh, helping an orphanage house or hospitals mm-hmm. or like, you know, homeless people okay. and feel their suffering. And how unfortunate people could be, Mm -hmm. it's a very good point of gratitude because you become grateful for what you have right now when you see the struggle in other people. And also you're helping people. Exactly. Right. You know, so uh, and uh, another one is like be a mentor to someone you you think you can contribute to. Mm -hmm. We all have areas that actually we can contribute to other people. So while we can teach them to grow higher, Mm -hmm. they can also help us to activate our humility Mm -hmm. and also the gratitude uh, muscle. Mm -hmm. And one of the best, best, best happiness recommendation is to keep a gratitude journal for yourself. It's just like writing down all the things in your life right now which are going to, uh, which 
it's not necessary you need to be the best at it, but mm-hmm. we can be happy about it. Like having a job, uh, uh, your parents, a healthy body. You know, one, one of my favorite books that I would like to recommend is the book from Gretchen Robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wrote this book called The Happiness Project. Yeah. So she recommended that keeping a gratitude journal, not only for yourself, but also you can actually keep that for your loved one, like your children. Mm. You see, they will love it when they read it in the future. So keep mm. all the greatest things that happened to you and to them in the past in that uh, book. So it's like, you know, the things like you have winning something very valuable or you receive a promotion or you close close a very big deal or you finish your studies or achieving something that we have always dream of. Mm. And uh, this is going to really, really be a process Mm. that you are constantly recording everything. And you know what? The list can just go on and on. Yeah, uh, I I really I I really think that you know this these things are very very helpful because you know sometimes we we do forget. Yeah. Right. Um. We often thinking we often be reminded about what what went wrong in today or right. what went wrong in our life. We yeah. kind of like sort of like forget. Oh, what actually went right? But yeah. when we actually look back, hey, life's not that bad. Yeah. And right. people say that you know uh, oh I have a good memory I never forget it but I always tell them like. Don't trust your memory. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> yeah, so thank you very much, uh, Reza, for sharing. I find these two episodes um, enlightening um, with regards to contentment. Um, the tips are actually really straightforward. And uh, I mean, the techniques are very easy. But of course, um, doing it and having that, you know, discipline to constantly do it and reminding ourselves that that is a challenge, right? right? So especially at times when... Um, you know, we're feeling down. Um, I think sometimes we we need to consciously and intentionally remind ourselves to be content and grateful of uh, what we have right now. And we shouldn't lose sight of, um, you know, of it uh, or, or else we may end up losing the most important things in our life, right? So there you go. Um, uh, we've learned some good tips techniques, practices to help us with our life journey towards a happier life. We hope this conversation has inspired you to know and learn more with us. So don't forget to tune in to our next podcast. And as usual, we love to have you around and thank you for listening. Mm